Live your truth is a destructive thought pattern that allows people to live in a way that isn't actually truthful. Because in order for you to live your truth, you actually have to live your lie. Uh. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Questions with Caden. This is episode five, which is actually insane to me that we're already on episode five. Um, I remember when this was just a wee little dream, and <laughs> now we're on episode five. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you enjoyed last episode with my friend Janine Amapola. Um, we talked about purity, lust, all that fun stuff, and uh, man, she was a blessing, so fun to have on. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, be sure to go um, after this episode and watch it. But today I am really, really excited for our episode. We don't have a guest. It's just going to be me today. Um, But today's episode is one of those things where I just feel like God has put a message in me, and I'm just really excited to get it out of me. Because it's been something that's been weighing on my heart. It's something that I've been thinking about, processing, developing for a minute. And I'm just really excited to talk on this topic today. You already read the um, title, so you already know what it is. But before we jump into today's conversation, I um, first of all, I want to say thank you to everyone that left a review after last week's episode. Last week's episode, me and Jay made some jokes about leaving reviews. Um, and it was awesome. A bunch of you guys actually ended up leaving reviews. So what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to actually start um, reading one new review an episode. And so if you want to be like featured in an episode, um, you just leave a review, uh, like a five-star review would be great. Leave a review and, um, I'll feature you in the next episode and you can kind of put your two cents on the podcast and kind of feel like, Hey, I, uh, I'm kind of part of this thing. Cause you are, we're a big family and I'm just, I'm really honored just to sit down and have a conversation with you guys. So today, the first ever review comment that we're reading is from Caitlin Joy. Shout out Caitlin Joy. She says, such a good podcast. It's always genuine and encouraging, but also so full of truth, <clears throat> which is funny because that's what we're talking about today. He brings up hard questions and touchy topics and always circles back to scripture and what Jesus says about those topics. Caitlin, thank you so much. Um, welcome to the questions with Caden family, and we're just honored um, that you listen. I'm um, a little side note. I feel like I'm starting to get sick, so I'm like, my voice might sound a little sick, and I might be like, I might have a little frog in my throat, or have to clear my throat every once in a while on this episode, so bear with me. I'm really sorry. Uh, I don't know why I'm getting sick, or why I feel like I'm getting sick. Maybe it's just allergies. I'm like an allergy guy. So maybe it's just allergies, but anyway, before we jump in today, be sure to like, subscribe, do all the things that keep this podcast going. Um, and, um, very soon, actually, there'll be an opportunity, um, for you guys to start to partner with the podcast if you're interested. So start, um, thinking about that and praying about that and seeing what that would look like. Um, as you guys know, this is my full-time job, social media, podcasting, writing, speaking, all that stuff is what I do, um, as a career. And so, um, it's a lot of work. And so I'm trying to find ways to help this podcast grow, be sustainable, um, but also step into some new things, get some other guests on and stuff like that. So um, that will be an option coming up here pretty soon. Let's get into the podcast, though. Let's get into the episode. Today, in episode five of Questions with Caden, we are asking the question, who is telling the truth? 
And I honestly think it's a maybe one of the most powerful questions we have done to date. Because in a world where truth is thrown around, in a world where everyone says they know the truth and everyone offers a version of the truth, it's hard for us to identify what really is truth. Um, as we always do, I'd love to read a foundational scripture to set the tone for our conversation today. And that scripture is easy. It's John fourteen six, and it says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. I just want to read that one more time. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Let's pray, and then let's jump into this thing. Lord, we just thank you for this podcast. We thank you for every single person that is listening. Holy Spirit, I pray you would show up and you would reveal truth today. You would reveal yourself today, that our truth would be set in you. You say that you are the truth and the life. And Father, I pray that today we would realize real truth and finally begin to live in our new life. We love you, Father. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Just like in every single episode, um, we ask a big question. Like this, who is telling the truth, is a massive question. And we ask this question, and with that question, it always brings up smaller questions. It always brings up um, things to think about. And it's always, it always takes more to dissect this big question than just a, who's telling the truth? Oh, Jesus. And then we move on. Because then the reality is, is like sometimes that answer is just not enough. We need to understand truth. We need to break it down. And we need to understand what truth is in our world. See, our world is, um, like it or not, it's a world of absolute truth. So things that are absolute truth, for example, are like gravity. Gravity is an absolute truth. You can't argue against gravity. Uh, another thing that's an ab- absolute truth would be like the color red. Like you can't argue against the color red. That's an absolute truth in our world. And the reality is, is that our world is governed by absolute truth. And in my opinion, the absolute truth being Jesus, being God, being the absolute truth. Now you can go about it, you can think about it this way. See, we know, we know birds fly. That's an absolute truth. How, except for like chickens and ostriches or whatever, because are those even birds? Turkeys? Do they turkeys fly? Anyway, birds fly, and that's an absolute truth. Now, some people would say that birds fly. Scientists, science would tell us that birds fly because they have hollow bones, they're aerodynamic, they're light, they have powerful wings, and would break down the absolute truth of why birds fly. Now, there's other groups of individuals that may say stuff like, no, birds fly because they're magic. Or other groups of people say, no, birds don't exist at all. Birds are robots from the government. That's why they fly. They have tiny jet engines. But we would know that that's not the truth. However, each one of those groups of thoughts, those beliefs, could be broken down, could be argued, and could even begin to have groups of individuals start to believe that that is the truth. Like genuinely, there's people in this world that actually believe that birds are robots. Like it's like a movement. You can Google it. Like it's a, it's a movement. Like they think birds are like spies from the government, which is like all you have to do is like, like get a bird and like see, cut it open and see. And not don't cut birds open. But like, you know what I mean? You just have to see that it's not. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that there's, there's levels to truth. Now, the world is just like that. The world says, here's truth. However, there's other things that people say. 
So when we say that truth is Jesus, other people may say truth is whatever you want it to be. Truth is your sexuality. Truth is whatever you feel. Truth is whatever the internet says. Truth is whatever the government says. That's what truth is. The problem with truth being blurred is that when truth is blurred, it's impossible to know what really is true. See, I believe the biggest tactic of the enemy is to blur truth, attempting for you to never actually ever be able to experience what truth really is, and it's Jesus. There's like, a, there's like a pandemic almost in our world right now of people saying like, no, just live your truth. And it's like this big thing. It's like, live your truth, live in your feelings, live out of your perspective, and that's your truth. However, this, this statement, it gives an excuse for people to live lies about themselves, about their environment, about their situations, about what they're walking through, about the world. Live your truth is a destructive thought pattern that allows people to live in a way that isn't actually truthful. Because in order for you to live your truth, you actually have to live your lie. Because maybe your truth is, um, I am depressed, I'm anxious, um, uh, I'm addicted, um, I'm never going to be good enough, and I just struggle through life. That's my truth. But that's actually your lie. Because that's not what Jesus says you are. Now, it's hard to explain what truth is to someone who doesn't actually ever know what truth is or believe in Jesus when they say there's so many people that say that there's, there's truth out there, even people that take the gospel message and twist it. Like, for instance, I was on TikTok the other day. Shout out TikTok. And um, which, by the way, like I spend way too much time on TikTok. I got to get a hold of that. It's just hilarious. Like, so funny. So I was on TikTok the other day and I was scrolling as you do on the talk. And a priest came up on my page, and he claims to be a priest. He claims to preach about God, yet the things that he was saying was actually anti-biblical, anti-God, and anti-Jesus. Like, it wasn't—it was the opposite of everything. Claiming stuff like, no, Jesus isn't God. Jesus never said he was God. All these crazy things. And then claiming that he still is preaching Christianity. It's a really interesting thing. And it got me thinking— the problem with living our truth is that a lot of times we use our own truth as an excuse to live in a way that we were never meant to. Like we, we decide that our truth is that um, we are believers, but we only believe the stuff in the Bible that is easy for us. Or our truth is that we are a couple that uh, has been dating for four years, centered on the rock, centered on Christ, but we're sleeping together. But we don't think it's bad, because that's our truth. And the problem is, is that when you begin to draw those lines of deciding that your truth is the truth, you start to actually believe that lies can be truth, and that truth can be lies. You find yourself in a web, and that's the exact spot that the enemy wants you to be. He wants you to be floundering in a position where... uh you start to question truth and believe lies. Like, for example, when we talk about absolute truth, and I'm talking about birds fly or the color red, someone who would live their truth would say, uh, for instance, a colorblind person, their truth would be that red doesn't exist because they can't see red. However, everyone else knows in the world that the color red is truth. 
The color red exists. The color red is red and cannot be argued. However, that one person could say, no, I don't see red, so I don't believe red. My truth is that red doesn't exist. Now, everybody would look at that person and go, that's ridiculous. Red obviously exists. And that's the same exact thing that is happening in this world with truth across the board, across the gamut. There's with people saying that truth can be whatever you say it is. However, that's not true because truth has to have an absolute. Truth has to have a baseline. In order for something to be true, it has to stand on something. There has to be ground to uphold the truth. The other danger is that when you start to believe that everything can be true, which is what the statement live your truth actually is arguing, the statement live your truth argues that everything that you think, everything that you feel, everything that you believe is true. However, if everything is true, nothing is true. If everything is true, nothing is true, therefore making everything false. Because there's no absolute truth. And in a world that wants to argue that absolute truth isn't truth, you begin to easily look at things around you and say, but our whole world operates on absolutes. Everything around us works on absolutes. There's an absolute guarantee that human life dies. There's an absolute guarantee that when I drop an apple, it's going to hit the ground. There's absolutes in the world. However, media, the world, the enemy has decided and started to warp perspectives to make people believe that there may be absolute truths outside of human engagement. But in human engagement, there's no absolutes. And that, again, would be false. And that's why we're seeing Boys calling themselves girls and girls calling themselves boys and people confused and people depressed and people lost and not sure who they are and their identity being crushed or their identity being their sexuality, which never ever should a human being be berailed and taken down to just being their sexuality. That's not what a human being is so much more than that. But if you can begin to believe that your absolute truth is that you are who you're attracted to or you are who you feel you are, then you'll start to believe that. And you'll start to think that, and you'll start to realize that everything else you think is false. But the reality is, is you're calling the color red non-existent. When the reality is, is everyone else is looking around saying red exists. Red is absolute. Red is truth. And when we look at John 14, 16, it says, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. Jesus is literally saying there's one way to do stuff in this world, to be fulfilled, to have peace, to have joy, to have love, to have everything you've dreamed of and desired for, to no longer have this void that you're living through or these things you're striving for. There's one way, it's me. And then he moves on. There's one truth in this world. That all the mess, all the jumble, everything media screams, everything that the left screams, everything that the right screams, everything that, that TV shows push, everything that people say, everything that social media is, is not truth. Jesus is truth. He says he is the truth and the way. And then he says that he is the life. And there's a lot of people in this world trying to figure out life. 
trying to figure out why they are here, trying to figure out why they are here and yet purposeless feeling. Why are they here and yet hopeless? Why are they here and yet depressed? Why are we here if we can never ever feel like we're enough? Then Jesus says it's because you're living the wrong life. He says, I am the life. I am the life you were meant to live in communion with him, in relationship with him, believing that he is truth. And I know it's a hard topic when you have a lot of people in your life that you begin to love, that you love dearly, that give you ideas of truth that aren't true. Maybe you have an aunt or an uncle or you have a cousin or a brother or sister that are living their truth and get upset when you don't agree that their truth is true. And the reality is, is as a believer, unfortunately, what our truth is, is believing the word of God. And I say unfortunately because at times, it's hard. Like at times, it's hard to look at someone you love that is gay and say like, yeah, the Bible says that's a sin. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. But that's what the Bible says. And if the Bible says that, if Jesus says that, if Jesus says that there's more for your life than this, there's more for you that like as good as it is now, it can be better through him that I believe that truth. And it's choosing to believe truth over everything else that's in the world, even convenience, even comfortability. Because believing the truth can sometimes be uncomfortable, like it can hurt. It can be hard. See, Alexander Hamilton, he says this. He says, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for everything. And we have a pandemic of believers that have started to fall for everything. Not standing on truth. Not standing on who Jesus is. Not standing on knowing what he says. Knowing what his word is. And believing that what he says is best for the life. We have a generation that has forgotten that has decided that they're not going to stand on anything, so they've fallen for everything. I think that's why Paul warns us in Ephesians 6.14, he says, hey, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. And I think it's funny that he says the belt of truth to uphold what you have on. The belts hold up and maintain what you have on and what God has placed on you, which is truth, which is what he has placed inside of you as a believer of Jesus needs to be upheld, needs to be protected. And then he says, put on the armor of God's righteousness. And I read armor and I just kind of laughed. Like, you know what armor's for? Protection. Like to put on armor, to live righteous, to live in truth, to live in God's truth, the absolute truth, God tells you to put on armor, knowing that you might be attacked, knowing that people might say things about you, things might be thrown at you, people might look at you wrong, the world may say something about you, but you have the armor of righteousness. You have protected yourself with the truth of Jesus, knowing you're right with him and your desire to walk intimately with him. Like, it's not an easy thing to do, choose truth. so hard that Paul says put on body armor like let's put on like bulletproof vests and walk into battle standing and upholding truth ready to see what gets thrown at us I mean you're looking at a guy that just like just deeply loves people like I genuinely just love 
people. I love meeting new people. I love hearing people's stories. I love walking with people. I just, I like, I'll talk to you if I see you in the grocery store for an hour. You probably don't want to talk to me, but I will. I just genuinely love people. And because of my love for people, I struggled along a lot in my life to want to stand on truth because of the fear of disappointing or hurting people. And I've started to realize as I've gotten older in my relationship with God, my understanding of Holy Spirit in me has deepened. I've begun to say, you know what? I'm going to uphold truth. I'm going to choose to stand firm, stand my ground. Because the reality is, is the most loving thing I can do for somebody is tell them the truth. The most loving thing a Christian can do for people in this world is tell people the truth. If you're in a relationship with somebody, if there's someone you love in your life, one of the most honoring, loving, respectful things you can do in that relationship is always tell them the truth. When they ask you something, you're up front. When they ask you something, you tell them. Why? Because you know that truth is the best thing for them. Living in lies leads to despair. So our thinking oftentimes as believers, like we don't want to offend people by, ta- by standing on truth. We don't want to offend people by saying too much. We don't want to do that. We're scared to offend. We're scared to say something. We're scared to uphold truth because of what we think others will think or feel. But the reality is, is that when you don't uphold truth, you're lying to them. When you don't uphold truth, you're actually not doing the thing that is most loving for people, and that is for them to hear the truth, the gospel message of Jesus, the saving message of Jesus is the truth. And you and I know for a fact, if you're a believer listening to this podcast, you know that the moment you stepped into relationship with Jesus, the moment that you got saved, the moment that you knew you had eternal life, that you were going to go to heaven, but that also you were going to live differently on this earth. You were going to live fulfilled. You were going to live with peace, with joy, with fullness on this earth. That was the best news anyone could ever have told me. And I begin, and every day I walk in it and I begin to walk more in it. And, and I, the, I walk in the process of sanctification, which is beginning to look more like Jesus each day by being more aware of his presence in my life. And I do that each and every day and it gets better and it gets better and it gets better and it gets better and it gets better. And then we realize that everything else other people are walking in is not truth and it's not the best for their life, meaning they're being shortchanged, meaning they're being lied to and abused and taken advantage of, and they're never stepping into the thing that God has made for them, the greatest destiny, the greatest thing that God has for them, their purpose, their fullness, knowing Jesus. And if they never know truth, they'll never know that. And if they never know that, they'll never know everything else that they've strived for, fullness, love, peace, being seen, loved, respected. See, truth, one of the things you have to think about, and um, I feel like this episode is not going to be that long because um, I don't want to get over, like, mind warpy, like, just overly intelligent and theological with this. It's a simple, truth is simple. Truth is Jesus. And when we align ourselves with Jesus— we align, our, we align ourselves with truth. And it's easy now <clears throat> for believers to identify truth because all we have to do is we hear something and we go back to the word. We hear something and we take it to Jesus. We hear something and we check it with our creator. And we say, hey, is this truth? Hey, is this true? Hey, is this thought the best for my life? Hey, is this way of living what you had in mind? 
hey, is this what I'm doing fruitful? Hey, and what I'm, what am, what am I doing here? Is this truth? Is this you? Is this the way? Is this the life? Is this Jesus? And that's how we identify truth. See, truth is a vehicle. It's a vehicle that takes every person to a destination. And the enemy has spewed lies that have now been adopted to truth. And those lies are taking people to a destination. And unfortunately, a lot of times the destination looks like hopelessness. It looks like despair. It looks like addiction. It looks like depression. It looks like loneliness. It looks like negative self-thinking, negative self-worth, struggling, striving, hurting others because you've been hurt. That's the vehicle and the destination that comes from lies, that comes from not knowing the truth. However, if we look again at John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In the final sentence, he says, no one can come to the Father except for me. See, what you need to know is that Jesus is truth. Jesus is the vehicle that takes you to the Father, that takes you one day to heaven, but now to the presence of God, to the Father. And when you go in this vehicle, you end up at the destination of hope, of joy, of peace, of fullness, of being a son and a daughter of the king of heaven, to knowing your worth, to knowing truth, to knowing who you are, to walking out of anxiety, to stop believing the lies that someone spoke over you, that the enemy spoke over you, that the world says you are, that the world says you are just A, B, and C. You're nothing more. The destination of truth from Jesus leaves you in the arms of the Father. He leaves you where we were always meant to be from the creation of humanity. When God made Adam and Eve, his intent was for us to maintain relationship with him, maintain life his way in his arms in fullness and love and joy and peace and all the best things for your life. And when we accept the truth of Jesus, we get on the vehicle that ends us there where we were always supposed to be. And I just feel like right now, I wasn't going to do this, but I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants right now. So maybe there's, I think there's someone listening. Maybe it might be like one or two people. I think there's someone listening right now that has never given their life to Jesus. They have never accepted the truth of Jesus. And you know exactly who you are because you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is insane. Like you mean there's truth for me out there that actually will leave me with less questions and clarity. That will leave me with hope and joy and finally peace with direction and purpose. And your heart's beating out of your chest and you feel hungry for that and you desire that. And I'm telling you right now that that is available to you. So right now, I just want to give you an opportunity wherever you are. You might be driving. um, You might be in your room. You might be watching this on your TV, on YouTube. Wherever you are right now, I just feel like somebody right now wants to give their life to Jesus. And I just want to give you an opportunity. It's the first time I've ever done this in a podcast. This is kind of cool. On the count of three, if that's you, wherever you are, it might feel silly, it might feel weird, but wherever you are right now, I just want you, whether you're in your car, you're in your room, you're watching TV with some friends, wherever you might be, on the count of three, I just want you to say, if you want to give your life to Jesus right now, if you want to step into this truth, into knowing him, into this fullness, maybe you've listened to this podcast before and you're kind of starting to wonder, like, what is this guy always talking about when he says, like, I can feel complete, full, like I'm lacking nothing. If that's you right now, I just want you to, on the count of three, just real quick, just say, just say, that's me. One, you know exactly who you are. Two, your heart is beating out of your chest. 
three, just say, if you want to give your life to Jesus right now, just say out loud, that's me. And I just feel like there's at least, I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying there's at least one or two people right now in their car, in the room, at the gym, that just whisper to themselves, that's me. And if that's you, I'm just so happy for you. I'm so excited for you. But if you did just say, that's me, um, there's just one thing we got to do. Let's just say this prayer together. Say so You can say this in your head. You can say this out loud. But just pray this prayer with me real quick. Jesus, I love you so much. I realize, Father, that you are the truth. You are the way. You are the life. And God, the way that I've done my life is not working. So Jesus, I just give my life to you. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord, you are my Savior, that you are God. Do with my life what you will, Father, and allow me to hear your voice. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Let's go. And if you, have, if you just gave your life to Jesus for the first time ever, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at questions with Caden on Instagram or DM me on Instagram at caden.fabrizio. And I'd love to give you some next steps or talk to you about what it's like to step into a relationship with Jesus. But I would say this. The first thing you should do is get a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, you can download the Bible app on your phone. Start reading Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, the Gospels, the story of Jesus, the story of truth. And I think you're going to begin to step into truth, into fullness, into joy. I just want to say, maybe you gave your life to Jesus. The best days of your life just started right now. Not because it's magical, but because we have the presence of God that can live in us and through us and with us. Hey guys, that is all I have for you today. I love you all so much. I hope that today we talked in truth. And I know I said some things that, you know, are, are tough and are hard to hear and some things that are polarizing. You know, it's like things that some of the times I don't even like saying those things because of what I said. It's like, I don't want to offend people, but I want to talk on truth and I want to be unafraid to speak truth in a world that has none. And so I hope today this was this encouraged you, that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, if you want to share this episode with somebody, share the link. Um, go ahead and share on YouTube. Do whatever you need to do to share this. This was somebody that you believe would love it, would be encouraged by it. Um, and that would be, uh, you know, that potentially could hear truth for the first time in their life. Or a believer that's passionate about this topic, and it could encourage them a lot. Hey, I love you so much. Um, again, my name is Caden Fabrizio. I'm the host of this amazing podcast, and it's been a pleasure. It's been five episodes, and it's been probably one of my favorite things I've ever done in my life is do this podcast. Um, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is doing so much amazing stuff through this podcast, and we're just getting started. We're five episodes in, and I really just can't believe that all God is doing, truthfully. Next week, we have my good friend J.D. Rogers coming on the podcast. The episode with J.D. has already been pre-recorded, and it's incredible. The question is awesome. I'm believing it's going to encourage you to go live in victory, and I'm really excited. So next episode, that's coming out. I love you all so much, like so much. If you're here on YouTube, hit that like, hit that subscribe, and I'll see you all in the next one. Love you all. Uh. found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose have you ever found yourself on the ledge my name is billy yates i'm a caring father mentor and friend in my new podcast billy on the goat i share the life-changing events 
that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.